We would like to advise that the following program may contain adult themes, occasional nudity, and language that may offend some listeners. Thank God it's... And welcome to Studio 222 at the ABC in Ultimo for another edition of Thank God It's Friday. I'm Richard Glover and please welcome this week's gang. It's Tommy Dean, Rebecca De Unamuno and James Colley. And all of you. And with the music, it is the brilliant Heavenly Light Quartet uh, from their new album, Dig a Little Deeper. We're going to be experiencing the glorious uh, gospel quartet music of America in the 1940s and 1950s. So stick around for that. Now, are you up with this week's news? That's what we've got to determine first of all. Do you feel you are? 98%. 98%. 98%. Has anything right. happened? Okay, Mr. Smart, <laughs> Smarty. Question one, who's been a royal knockout? Well, I will take this one. Uh, this is King Charles. Uh, the Reserve Bank said that the $5 note featuring the Queen will not be featuring Charles, which I think is a real shame because uh, I don't, we don't have that American tradition of calling, like, notes Benjamins or uh, anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I think, like, Chuck us a Charlie is so good. Or Charlie us a Chuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jamie, you want. That's exactly what I want. Like, and it's it's such a shame to be... To be the king, to literally be the king and still not be noteworthy. <laughs> <laughs> he's on the back of the coins, yeah, though. exactly. Like he's, he's on the lower currency. He's you know. worth a two buck. <laughs> <laughs> he's on a five cents. I think he's going to slowly start to realise we just liked your mum a bit more than you. He thinks about a psychological crisis. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think he's had a few. I've read through Spare. It seems that he's had a few. Yeah, but people took this very badly, though. The monarchist said this was a, it was a proto-communism or something. Mm, I think it's the, it's the perfect time. If you're going to do something, do it now. I think you've just got to, you know, if you're going to change. And I love the idea that they're going to um, consult uh, with Indigenous Australians to design a note marking their culture and history. And I think that's fantastic. And then I thought, oh, no. If it was called a boomerang, would you get it back? <laughs> I haven't seen a $5 note in a long time. I haven't carried any cash well, so this is where I think for the, ages. The, this is the problem. I think it's kind of a poison chalice. You mm. know, like suddenly they're finally, you know, looking to perhaps recognise some proper people with mm-hmm. the portrait on the money mm-hmm. and then reminding everyone it's a cashless society. Mm. So I think we need to change the Wi-Fi symbol on the debit card <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. to proper people we want to celebrate. That's what it should be. Forget the three little... Why the three little bars? We know what that... We know how Wi-Fi works now. You're not going to keep giving us some indication of how waves travel. Let's get a face on the corner of my debit card. Every See. debit card could have a different... A different honor actually, I could have a Carly. You could have a... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah nice. Uh, so good. A, a Dame Nellie Melba. And they make a point of it. Oh, isn't she so great? Beep. Yeah. Thank you for the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> or if they, you know, if King Charles insists, then there should be some connection to his private fortune. Yeah. Like every time you use... A $5 note. You get $2 change just because. Yeah. Or because he, he makes those delicious biscuits, you know. 
Yeah. Organic biscuits, you could get a discount on the biscuits providing you buy it with a Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, straight back. But I do, I do think what's going to happen to all those kids in primary school like and, and when we were younger that discovered if you fold certain bills with pictures on them a certain way <laughs> mm-hmm. that they make certain pictures. Is that right? There's going to be a whole bunch of people I sad know. about the $5 I feel, note. I feel such Very an innocent. <laughs> I never did that. No, you can make rude pictures appear, can you? You certainly well, can. There is a with certain mythical whale that can be formed with the Queen. <laughs> I've, I've done I've done it. The best one, though, this is an American joke, but the the George Washington, the American $1 bill can be folded in such a way as to make Barbara Bush appear. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's an affront to Edith Cowan. I'm not going to do it. Uh, Which lost and found incident saw a fusion of agencies playing hide and seek this week? Oh, this is um, Rio Tinto. They, They... They lost something, you know? <laughs> what, what did they lose? Something? Was it the hair clip? No. Credibility. The, credibility. <laughs> yeah. But imagine losing a tiny capsule of highly radioactive material. But everybody keeps saying this, but can we get to how? That we never got how. Like, yeah, like, it, like we heard a lot of stuff afterwards, like, you know what the problem is? We don't have any protocols in place for the transportation mm-hmm. of this sort of material. And it sounds like, yeah, chuck it in the center console, such that they got <laughs> yeah. stuck on the bottom no, of no, the coffee cup. No, no, we did hear how a bolt, because uh, ra- these roads are pretty rough, yeah, right? Yeah. A bolt <laughs> rattled loose and creating a hole in the floor and it fell out. Wow. It, they were wow. running the floor. <laughs> they just chucked it on the floor <laughs> with the napkins from McDonald's. They were running away. And the away. apple pie wrapper, at which they were using the radioactive material to keep hot. Is <laughs> 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 that what they were doing? Microwaving their chips. That sound, it sounds like a scene. Across journey. I know, but just imagine like the screw and all that kind of stuff. It just sounds like a sequence out of an Indiana Jones but film. Can, can we give them a bit of credibility for finding it again? I mean, this is, this yeah. is 1,700 oh. kilometres of highway. Yeah. It's a desert as big as anything. It's from the Pilbara to Perth. It's somewhere in the state. And they did manage, as smaller than a 10 cent piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yet would, somehow they managed to find it. I, I would know. also say that I definitely found it. <laughs> After it made worldwide <laughs> yeah. headlines for a week, I'd be like, oh, that, th- yeah, no, I found yeah. that pretty quickly. <laughs> that, it fell out James, of... you can't fly and find your wallet in the morning. <laughs> no, I can't. But I also don't make it radioactive. <laughs> Like I don't drop it out of my pocket after I've destroyed a sacred site and I'm running away from the explosion. <laughs> I I was I love this because I've always wanted an Australian Godzilla. <laughs> I thought this is the best way to get Gazer as we'd call him. Oh, big Gazer! He's just rocked up on Perth to try and destroy it and found See, out. See, if you're, job ma- was you're done. making a movie, what Australian native animal? Eats the radioactive pellet in order to become huge. Frilled neck lizard like oh, yeah. that. Like that. That would wow. be so much fun. I vote for an emu. I want, oh. I, want I, I vote for Perth being destroyed by a giant emu. I want oh, Sid Millie and Ollie to come back <laughs> in their thirty foot tall age. <laughs> but sadly, what we know is gonna be is the cane toad. Those things yes, those stupid, stupid oh, things. The government has to build the world's largest right. golf club to take it down. <laughs> or a huge, know, a huge fridge to put it in. <laughs> I don't know how radioactive it was, but it also felt like I heard a lot of the, you know, the, the oh. after reporting. And people making the point, you know, it was quite a search for it. It was worth uh, 10 x-rays per hour if you stood next to it. That, is that a lot? I think so. I don't know what the x-ray marker is. <laughs> if you put it would in... make 10 dentists run out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> and then come back and smile. Yeah. I think if you put it in your pocket, you wouldn't have a pocket for long. No. <laughs> but that's what they kept saying. It's like literally finding the needle in the haystack. And I get it to a point, but it feels like, but if the needle went beep, beep, 
<laughs> if you brought a very sensitive that's Geiger right. counter close to yeah. it. Well, that's how they found it, right? They, yeah. they drive a car at 70 kilometres an hour along the highway, so not too fast but not too slow, and mm. at some point it goes beep. Yeah. So maybe all those people that have retired to the Gold Coast and spend their days with, you know, beep, mm. beep, along mm. the beach are all just ex-Rio yeah. Tinto employees yeah. still yeah. looking for Vile 4255. <laughs> but what, what they were worried in is it might have ended up on the road surface and then it gets stuck in somebody's tyres and then they end up in the middle of Sydney or yeah. in the middle of see, Melbourne. That's or the plot Perth. for a children's film. See, yeah. It's like the toy exactly. that gets stuck yeah. in the, and goes on these travels. It's just, it's just implausible. And then a cane toad eats the tire. Yeah, right. you know, the driver was a guy in a caravan. He was about 50 years old. And then oddly, his hair started falling out. But it didn't occur to him that it could be anything other than aging. <laughs> Terrible. Maybe that's what has happened to us, Tommy. <laughs> Tommy Dean, Rebecca Day, Unamuno and James Colley. Uh, here's some music coming up in a second. Uh, from this week's news, though, who went with their gut and took a punt on a change in leadership? What organisation took a punt? on a change in leadership. Well, it was exciting. You know, Club New South Wales, uh, they, they need to change their CEO leadership. Leadership at the club level is always difficult, uh, especially if you're a Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys, who do they think they are? Leadness in clubs and religions. <laughs> Can't have it. Um, he, well, that's, that's what got him in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he, he blamed, uh, he, he attacked, he attacked uh, Dominic Perito over his faith, which is not a good well, look in Australian politics. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you can't, uh, you can't, you can't trust him. Yeah. <laughs> Catholics also not huge on changing our leaders in general. <laughs> like, I, I grew up because they, they described him as like his Catholic gut, yeah. which was a yeah. great position for two reasons. The first being like, oh, he only opposes us because of his moral system. Yeah. <laughs> he hates us because of his integrity over what's right yeah. and wrong. The problem is he's got a moral bone in his body. This is shocking in an Australian politician. Outrageous. And also, like, I grew, I grew up Catholic. I can tell Same. you what the Catholic gut is. It means you can't have it above the mild spice setting at any restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Avoid most cheeses. Go hard on the wine. You'll yeah. be fine there. Like, oh, if you the have Catholic. anything other than fish on a Friday, yeah. you'll be sick all week. Again. Yeah, the Catholic gut, you can't eat anything because you feel guilty about everything <laughs> yeah. that you've done all day. I can't know that feeling. <laughs> so they, they admitted that this was wrong, got rid of the guy. Yeah, but okay. I just always feel for these old guys, it's like they've just, you know this isn't the worst thing he's ever said. Hmm. I, I never feel bad that they get kicked <laughs> out because if this is where they drew the line, they were like, you know, this is a good one. Let's get him out on this <laughs> before the other stuff comes yeah. to light. Because here's the one who's commissioned portraits of the member for Murray. I know the people in Murray uh, electorate listening to this program. And, and Helen Dalton, the local member, she's opposed to the she, – she's in favour of the cashless card. And, and for her pain, she's life-size portraits of her in, the, in, the, in all the clubs asking, you know, pointing out the, that she's, you know, people should vote against her. Yeah, that's, mm, that's say to me that's actually more intimidating and awful than you know being mean to the premier actually. Even yeah, mm. that's not what he's being sacked for. Being sacked for. We can't, you come out with the, the the one thing they get you. Yeah, and that's and I. But it just feels like what a old man. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to have another religion at the end of the epithet, but it's still <laughs> bloody Catholics. <laughs> the bloody Catholics think they're going to come in here and ah. tell us. How to smudge our hallways. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. We are going to bleed these people dry the way the clubs were meant to do it. Yeah.
And then someone says, are you sure you should be... What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? <laughs> what did I say? I, I did like the part of the story from the news today that former Deputy Premier John Barillaro had his eyes on the spot because I think... He wants to take over, right? I think he's a really good choice because who else better exemplifies in the Australian scene that sometimes you gamble and lose everything? <laughs> <laughs> he does, yeah. He, he walks the walk and talks the talk. Tommy Dean, Rebecca De Unamuno and James Collier are with us on Thank God It's Friday. Thank God It's Friday. Friday with Richard Glover. Now, Australia is to have a Poet Laureate, we learnt this week. It was announced, uh, and I'm, now, um, I'm hoping, actually, that you three will be uh, ready to apply. So can you right now submit a poem celebrating some aspect of Australian life? I, I suppose I'll ask because I'm worried about the fact that the Poet Laureate in the UK tradition, mm-hmm. so it's often about the the, chris, the christening of princes. Well, we, we, don't, we don't have that. No. So we've got to find <laughs> other things to... Yeah. to celebrate. Re- Rebecca, will you have a crack at it? I will, I will. And I, I'll read my poem and it'll be evident what I'm celebrating in the mm-hmm. first part very, of it. Yeah, here we go. <clears throat> All right, very nervous. The one thing in Australia to which I tip my lid is having the top's experience of being an 80s kid. The world was so much simpler then we look at each other on the street instead of always looking down to send a text or tweet. When the only way to comment on posts was out the window of a speeding car. The double denim, fingerless gloves and rah-rah skirts, 80s fashion sure raised the bar. School was such a wondrous place. It made us stronger, more complete, especially an hour of assembly seated on concrete in scorching heat. (laughs) Calling out, Bernie, give us a wave on the SCG Hill watch cricket when only five films were nominated for the Academy Award and it was so damn obvious I'd pick it. (laughs) The Masters of the Universe, Transformers and My Little Pony, Growing Pains, Alf and Who's the Boss? That's the one with the guy housekeeper, Tony. Dinner was always with family. Was We expressed ourselves loudly, not meekly, as we tried Mum's attempt at page 24 of the latest cookbook from the Women's Weekly. And now as I get older, make sure my greys are hid. I smile when I remember Australia as an 80s kid. I hope the committee is listening to this. She's right in the door, isn't she? Australia's new poet. Look, see, see, uh, it'll be impossible, but see if you can knock her off. James Collins. Okay, I've I've taken a couple of runs at this and um, I want to celebrate just the small stories of average Australians. uh, That's that's nice. in, In the most romantic form I could find. There once was a man from Wagga who worked as a forest logger. It was well understood that he couldn't get wood, so his roots were an absolute bugger. (laughs) There once was a man from Mullumbimby who packed up and moved out to Sydney. He lit up a joint and then climbed centre point, and I ended up with his kidney. Ah! <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's emotional, isn't it? Yeah. It's full of heart and, and kidney. <laughs> it's full of heart and other organs. Exactly. Yeah. And it's an important message. Donate, people. Yeah. It's good, isn't it? I think he's a shoe-in for, right. for the role. Tommy Dean, I, I know it might not seem obvious to to recruit an American for this role. But, you know, we're, well, we're an open-minded it's people. Always, it's always the outside's eye that, you know, can really <laughs> cast itself yeah. over the current landscape. And I think in my 30-plus years of living in this glorious land, it's, it's been the people. Yeah. You're going to celebrate anything. That's, surely that's what poetry is truly meant to celebrate, the people. The people. <laughs> it's the people. Yeah. So this poem goes out to the postie. Having a toasty on the central coasty. <laughs> <laughs> and I want us to celebrate Jeremy, the fiery in Warrawee. <laughs> and let's not forget the Garbo in Urco. Who'd rather go Trapo? <laughs> and spare a thought 
For Mickey the Bricky, chucking a sickie and Ipswitchy. <laughs> and who, who would we be without Alejandro the Ambo from Mount Gambio? <laughs> and I want the Muso, who gave us a song from the gong about a gig in Edelong. <laughs> As listened to by Rabby, the flabby cabby, feeding his tabby a yabby in tune gabby. <laughs> and sure, there are sadnesses in this land. The tradey, who's afraidy of getting rabies in Puncari. <laughs> We are egalitarian, always willing to talk back, and that's why we also celebrate Alex, the chippy, getting lippy with the Byron Bay hippie. <laughs> this is uh, Straya. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's it. So I think it's a good promise for the poet laureate that he, he or she does a lot, at least one line about every single Australian. Yeah. Like exactly. 25 million lines. It means a lot to me. It's the stiff from the riff. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the only way to make it truly democratic, isn't it? Exactly. I loved Ipswich. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here's what I almost was the joke format. Was I, I literally spent hours reading all of the suburb names of Australia trying to rhyme it back to slang terms for jobs, and most of them don't rhyme. Don't work. So I, was the, worried about, I was a bit worried about, what was it, Poon Kerry? Poon Kerry is about 100 kilometres north of Mildura. But the, what it was rhyming with. A poon, did I say it right, Kari? Trady, Poon Kerry. Poon Trady, Poon Kerry. <laughs> I, was, I was a real, I was a late, a late edition. Yeah. Even rabies doesn't really rhyme with tradies. Tony Burke, I hope you're listening. The arts policy is Alex the Chippy getting lippy with some guy from Lawson. They don't rhyme, man. This town does not lend itself to good rhyme. Tony Burke knows what a large task is ahead of him. We are the Wheel of Death, ladies and gentlemen. The Wheel of Death, are you ready to take it on? Oh, I think so. Can you just talk for a second whilst I pull it close to myself? Sure. Where would the poet laureate have to come from? By your by your system, mm. Where, oh, what rhymes with laureate? A poey from Maui. A poey from Maui. <laughs> Today's topics for the wheel of death: a Top Gun, Esky, Couch Potato, Comfy Pajamas, Humidity, Wonderlust, Queen Bee, Serviette, Cactus, My Ute, A Mirage, Romeo, Sore Feet. A slideshow, and we're back to Top Gun, which fills you full of fear. You have literally just read out my week. <laughs> like every single one right. of those, I can think of something. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Romeo is probably the least. Well, the Romeo, no, Romeo would be because we don't have many balconies in this country, and we so can't we, find Romeo, him. Romeo, Romeo, we're for out there. But he, he would stand on an esky to de- deliver his speech. <laughs> Romeo from no Borneo. Who's no. <laughs> okay. Romo? Man. Here we go. Romo. <laughs> From Como. From Como. Romo from Como. Here we go. Round and round and round it goes. Where it stops, no one knows. Today's topic is... Romeo. 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 Romo, Romo. Where are you? Romo from... She names it and it happens. Story of my life. Okay. I'll just go find him. Hang on one sec. (laughs) G'day. My name's Romeo. I am a, a lover, not a fighter. Uh, I like to think of myself as uh, a pretty sensitive uh, Aussie bloke who uh, knows how to treat everyone well and with respect. I mean, I've been to so many places around this country, you know, like I've been to Ipswichy <laughs> and uh, I got sunburnt and got itchy and, um, <laughs> and I've just, I've, I've just realised that 
The thing is, the expectations placed upon my head as a man with the name Romeo is ridiculous. <laughs> Do you know how many times I've, I've been out with women who've expected me to climb up a trellis? <laughs> I can't even spell it. <laughs> Not to mention the fact that every time I go to my GP, he jokingly gives me a vial of something and says, only in case of emergencies. <laughs> And then I'm expected, for some reason, to have a friend who's a fryer. <laughs> the closest thing I'll come is my mate Bill, who works at Macca's. <laughs> but I will say this, and it's, it's universal, this kind of thing, right? The thing is, regardless of name, right, in love, you have to deal with the parents. You know what I'm talking about? And I've got to say... <laughs> I'm trying to remember Montague Capulet. Which one? Capulet. Thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I want a catapult out of the Capulets. <laughs> so yeah, like um, I don't, I don't want you to expect too much from me. I'm young, all right. I'm only 14. Okay, I will be played mm-hmm. in various representations <laughs> by a lot of women. I will also be played uh, by a lot of terrible actors. But the thing to remember is this. Look deeper within Shakespeare's words. People only ever look at the surface and they get too confused and don't try and dig underneath. Look look into the heart and the soul of Romeo. Think to yourself, oh, he seems like a pretty good bloke. And you'd be right. I'm dead, but that's a different story. <laughs> so anyway. Did you take the vial from the doctor? I took the vial. I, although I was thirsty. <laughs> I, was, I was climbing all the stairs <laughs> and I was doing all the jobs and like... Trellis climbing is not easy. <laughs> if you get something stuck in one of those little square hole thingies, you're screwed. Now, I just want to pick up on one thing. Oh, yeah, g'day. Um, is this a Q&A? Where's Stan? <laughs> g'day, mate. First would be... Pretty sure you're a Montague, not a Capulet. Well, that's because... what I got confused with. Yeah. I was really confused. Either way. Because you can't marry into being Juliet Capulet. Like, no, firstly, that's true. The that's parents, true. that was their first sin, wasn't yeah, it? To, no, it if was your true. last name's Capulet, don't name your daughter yeah, that's, Juliet. That's why I was trying to think. Like, oh, what's but I thought, I thought he was confused. saying that he wanted to catapult out of the Capulet, meaning he needed yeah, to get away get from that Juliet girl. Oh, I never understood was, Shakespeare. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Really dragging him down. It's like, just read John Webster instead. Might get you to the Deb, Deb offers this helpful suggestion. There's a town in Victoria called Omeo. O M E O. Omeo. Romeo from Omeo. I'm the mayor of Omeo. Wherefore art thou? Wherefore art thou, town of Omeo? Wherefore art thou? I'm in Omeo. Does she? Does she? Does she die? She has to. Does she live? Has to, Romeo to has to die. She has to die. <laughs> Sorry, I'm late, guys. What happened? You died. Why are you all looking? Why are you all looking like really enthralled and like think. you've just seen the most amazingly talented thing in your yeah. life? What's going on? <laughs> you died. <laughs> so. But luckily, there was a choir here to lift you up. <laughs> yeah, and a friar from McDonald's uh, from the Shire. <laughs> friar from the Shire. You want with that? Uh, Tommy Dean, Rebecca Day, Unamuno, and James Collier here. Now it's back to school in most families, which means a return to the dreaded alarm clock. What's your method for getting yourself and other family members out of bed in the morning? And how, how did your parents? make you get up. We talked about this on, on air this week and we got many stories from the very kindly ones where it was the loving family Labrador who would come in with his lovely wet nose and, and then when you opened your eyes, would you know you would squeal with delight and the dog would laugh and bark and you'd be woken up beautifully. To stories about, my favourite was a, a woman uh, from the western suburbs of Sydney where it does get a bit cold and so the mother would go and 
put all the, the, the wet washing on the line first thing in the morning and then when her hands were solid with ice would come in and stroke the foreheads of oh all the children goodness. to wow. get them rapidly out of bed. Do you know, oh. as someone from those, those same, those Blue Mountains, mm. my father's method, my father never got out of the RAF system of waking up at about 4am every morning and he wanted to share that morning with us from mm-hmm. about 4.15 onwards. And then get you and to so, polish your shoes at uh, age four. 100%. So he would walk into the bedroom and... Uh, take my quilt in one hand and then just go with it. And yeah. so you had an option, freeze or get up. Freeze or get up. <laughs> well, there's a sort of converse of that from a listener from Mumbai, grew up in Mumbai, and he said all that was required from his dad was to turn off the fan at 5.30 in the morning. It's so hot in Mumbai, you'd be two minutes later just lying drenched in sweat and be forced to arise. I need so. a drink. Maybe that's it. What was the method? What's your... Uh, my, my parents were, would... My dad would do something quite annoying. He'd just kind of stand there and drum his fingers on the door, so it was just this like, it's hard to, yeah, yeah, and it would just be, and they'd be just like, oh, go away, it was really annoying, Um, but mum would always say, regardless of when we woke up, she'd always say, well, you've missed the best part of the day. Because we were, you know, like got out, got yeah. out of bed after seven a.m. You know, we'd missed the best part. No, the of best the day. part of the day is when your kids are still asleep. <laughs> well, that's what I, that's exactly what I said. It was like, no, no, guess what? I'm fifteen. I'm hormonal. I'm really tired, and you are going to have uh, the worst part of the day from now on. But the weirdest thing is, the very first um, voiceover job I ever did was on Triple J. Um, I was doing the voiceovers with um, uh, Robbie Buck, and I were doing the voiceovers for Adam Spencer's show. And I was still at uni, and I um, had a clock radio and I had I listened to Triple J so that's what I would have it set to but when I started doing the voiceovers there were so many times that I was woken by my clock radio by by my own own voice (laughs) and that is a really surreal start to the day it's because you you think you're dreaming and you think who's that annoying person like who owns those dulcet tones yet slightly (laughs) off at times and creaky um yeah it just I thought it was just such a strange thing to wake up and go and then just have myself talking at me it was very weird some people have weird methods don't they do you remember the teas made the Tea's made was the great thing in the seventies, and it was a it, it was an alarm clock combined with a tea making service. So you'd put it on your bedside table, oh. you'd set it for six fifteen, and then at six o'clock it would start boiling the water. At uh, oh, five to great. it would then put the water in with the tea, and then it would set the alarm off just in time that the tea had properly brewed. Can I tell wow. you my million dollar idea? And this is just between me and yeah, you, so yeah. I don't. I, everyone don't else, turn your volume down for just thirty <laughs> seconds. But I want an alarm tone that sounds like the garbage truck being about three houses away because yeah, yeah, yeah. nothing gets me yeah, out of yeah. bed. Like, you hear that and you haven't put the bin out. Yeah, you're like, oh, yeah. I'm yeah. up and gone. That's right. And the sight of James Colley in his shorty pyjamas <laughs> with two bags of garbage running down the street. Every some, morning. There's something which has caused many people to move suburbs. <laughs> Tommy, how do, you, how do you get yourself up? How do your parents get you up? How My do... parents, you know, I think it's interesting that there's a struggle. I don't know... I mean, we certainly didn't do this, but my parents' plan was to instill such a deep sense of fear of them at an early age mm-hmm. that they would just say, Tommy, get up. And you'd say, yes, sir. Yeah. There was oh, no... Yeah. That's what James's father was hoping for. Yeah, there was no need for waters or traps or cold. <laughs> if I don't get up, there will be serious, serious trouble that no five minutes of extra sleep will solve. The fact that your father had an armory That's probably good. helped. <laughs> and you know what it was? This is, I, I think this is ironic, perhaps. I don't have a full grasp of the word, being American. Um, <laughs> But my dad had one of those. Like he had a coffee. You know, the, the filtered coffee is a big. thing. You could preset that the night before. Mm. So his coffee filter machine would kick on at six thirty okay. in the morning. Because that's really good if you can guarantee that you're going to have a really bad cup of coffee. Oh, yeah. Guarantee. <laughs> but I didn't drink coffee uh, until much later. But uh, the smell of it, 
And my grandmother did the same. It was like the farmhouse smell. It just when you sensed coffee, yeah, yeah, ar- aroma. Mm-hmm. When the coffee aroma was coming through the house, it was working day starting. Yeah, you know, the farmers were coming in. How did, you, were how did you go getting the twins up, the girls? Uh, I here, my theory now. Here's what I've always, and this is how I get myself up. With uh, I have an early start for work these days. Um, I find it very difficult after you know 30 years of show business allowing me to sleep in. Uh, but I find the most effective way is to put my alarm on my wife's side of the bed, mm-hmm. and then she will wake me up <laughs> to put a, to, in to have a to... word about my alarm going off. <laughs> <laughs> and she just has a she has that tone. The tone of her voice in the morning is the same as a garbage truck three houses down. <laughs> and I think I better go. I better go now and be gone for eight hours. I, are you good in the? Are you good in the morning? See, I wake up. I set my alarm. It'll go off, and I switch it off, and I'm up out of bed. I've you, you always, don't do the snooze thing. I've never done snooze. No, I've always been a up out go. The snooze thing is a weird thing, isn't it? What yeah. other device has built into it the fact that it, you can make it not work? A procrastinator. Oh, my like my <laughs> current alarm clock is a 13 month old, and if she had a snooze button, <laughs> please tell me where. We've looked. We've looked very hard, <laughs> but you keep on prodding the baby. There must be a snooze button here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> five more minutes, five more. <laughs> and how are you first thing, Rebecca? I... I'm, I'm pretty good. Like, I'm pretty good. As I get older, um, isn't that the thing that you just get up earlier anyway? It tends mm-hmm. to, like, I go, what? I only went to bed and gigging at night and I'm, mm. st- I'm up at 6am and I go, but I didn't get to bed till one. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty good. Once I, I do, I've got a routine and once I do that and I'm sitting down with a cup of tea... I know I've I've made it and I'm not going to be late. But not made by the tea's maid. No, 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 made by this maid. That must have caused (laughs) so many serious injuries. Hospitals Mm -hmm. must have, in the 70s, hospitals must have been full of people who'd gone and and, uh, scalding water. Scalding water should not be on a bedside table at a time when you're waking up. Someone who didn't experience the generation, the fact that any of you survived is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) There's a generation of no locked door serial killers and devices that were poorly made. (laughs) A bunch of Tea burn people. So next to guys like glowing. What happened to you? Oh, it's got a microwave. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't read the manual. <laughs> we have Tommy Dean, Rebecca Day, Unamunu, and James Colley with us for Thank God It's Friday. Now, a new docu series on the ABC called Better Date Than Never follows a, a diverse group of single love seekers as they take a huge step in anyone's life into the dating world. Now, watching the series, you're reminded that one of the trickiest aspects of dating is getting a conversation going. So what topics are ideal conversation starters and what other advice would you offer to anyone getting out there? Uh, Now, I know, Rebecca, you've done a whole show about Mm. uh, this topic. So what's your advice? What are the the conversation starters? This question is my life. Um, (laughs) So I feel that I need the listeners to consider this their lesson in dating. Okay. I've written it down in point form. I'd okay. like to go through. So consider, okay. consider it a sort of public lecture. It's my TED Talk. Yeah. I feel like it's suddenly Wednesday. <laughs> it's Wednesday in here. Okay, these are, the, these are the things that you need to consider. Or a bit talk. Dating, a bit talk, that's right. So, number one, if you meet someone online, make sure you do a Google reverse image search on their profile photos before meeting up with them. Because it could be that they were a sergeant in the American Navy mm-hmm. in 1963. It's probably James's father. Well, that's right. I was going to say it's, it would save me a lot of time, energy and effort. Because... He's a lovely man. You'll have a nice time. He's, he's married, but he's a good chap. He's married in 65. <laughs> but, yeah, but if Carl that you're talking to is using the photos of a Danish snowboarder as his pictures unmatch him. Number two, <laughs> always plan to meet at a location that you are familiar with. Get there early and chat to the barman explaining you're on a date and you're just giving them a heads up. 
These oh, are the why, same. Why, why, all these things. These are what, all so, my so tactics. Why are you tell the barman? What, 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 how, well, how because can you're meeting help? a strange guy in a bar. Right. So if I get there earlier mm. and I chat to the barman and say, right. I'm on a date tonight. I haven't met this guy before. I'm just sitting over there. He'll look after they you. Keep a, they okay. keep an okay. eye okay. on you. Good. And okay. then if said guy that's your date uh, doesn't look like any of the photos that they look like <laughs> when you looked at their profile and they try to get you drunk, you go back to the barman and say, when it's your shout, you go up and say, Vodka soda that I'm drinking, just soda water in mine when he orders. Oh, and he'll know. And, okay. and he'll, oh, and see, you got it. See, these, um, yeah. this is a serious this lesson. This is good. Yeah. This is a serious mm. lesson, This right? also sounds like a way to pick up the bartender. Uh, but that, oh, <laughs> you, you just got the next oh, beer. Sorry. That's right. That's sorry. right. Which ends up me sitting at the bar saying, phew, thank God that guy's there, and then sleeping with the barman for three weeks. Okay. Whilst chatting online. Could you make that vodka? <laughs> a no, the reason I, I'm sorry I jumped you, I didn't mean to jump you, but that was literally my greatest and only, and I mean greatest in the sense that I didn't have very many to choose from. But my tactic when, you know, in going to pubs and nightclubs was to watch another guy make a move with lines and then when watched him go down in flames and then just slide up Snap, behind the same see? girl and be like, Perfect. oh man, what an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that guy thought that would work. Yeah. Anyway, you want a vodka soda? <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Um, you should, whilst chatting online, you should be prepared for him to unmatch you once you tell him you're a comedian. Mm-hmm. Ah, well, Just, that's uh, but that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm on his side. Really? <laughs> well, because you'd use him. Anything you do wrong, if you're living with a comedian, you'd use against him. Well, I do everything they do right against him as well. <laughs> it's all material. <laughs> um, uh, uh, any unsolicited appendage pics that yes. you receive yeah. can come in handy. Now, bear with me, everyone. Mm. So I'll let you know why. Save a few of these pictures. Okay, and if only to immediately send back to the next guy who shares his manhood with you, because you will be unmatched straight away. <laughs> I guarantee it. Nothing like getting one for another. Uh, if the conversation starters are important, but to be fair, most couples these days they kind of begin online. They know each other. You're chatting online before you're actually meeting face to face, so that's a good part. But in my experience, um, straight women can expect the following scintillating conversation openers in the app itself in the first chat. Oh, this t- chance yeah, to take notes. Come on. Ch- right, this Come on. Down. Yeah. These are the these are all the starters to any chats on Tinder or anything I've ever used. What you up to? Well, yeah. Wow! How do you spell, how do you, how do you spell wow. the, the watcher? Watcher. Oh, like up to you, up to you, mate. Like it's however you're feeling in the moment. That's a great one. Hey, babe. Mm. Great, great, great. So I'm always looking makes down you, going, where? Makes you, makes you feel treasured, doesn't it? <laughs> or I always go, la la la. I can't help it every time I hear that. Uh, another one. Want to meet? That's a that's a great one. How are we Isn't spelling that? meat? Meat here. well. <laughs> Sometimes emojis uh, are used in place. And uh, the best and just be careful of the one where do you live? That's always one that I find a little just a little if they ask where you live straight up without saying hello or showing you a photo yeah. of their appendage, <laughs> then it's not off. I feel terrible because that's my conversation opener in general when I'm at the news agents. I can't get just one of these, the paper. And where do you live? Where do you live? <laughs> I get so annoyed. You know what? It's, like, it's literally like the first question the cab guy asks me. <laughs> wow. Just start with something friendly. <laughs> but my bus driver never asks me. <laughs> he just stops wherever he wants. James, you're a very, uh, you're a very smooth customer. I can't believe really? it. I don't come. I can't believe you don't have a few Sade good lines. wrote a song about you, James. <laughs> <laughs> I am crunchy as peanut butter. But, uh, it seems by this advice, my first bit would say, get your RSA. That seems to really yeah, get yeah. in handy See there. if you can be a bartender when Rebecca is wandering in. Yeah. 
I like I'm I'm from a privileged position. I did very very badly in this world until uh, a national treasure decided to take me out, and so I would recommend that for everyone else. <laughs> just, just wait around until some incredibly famous, hang on, lovely. Hang on, actor. I'm just I'm just writing down. I'm just writing down Paul Hogan. Who, who else? Uh, act fast. <laughs> So you have no you have no tips. No, I'm I'm yeah. so I, I would say uh, monologue. <laughs> Let them know everything about you and don't ask questions. <laughs> Makes you seem nosy, <laughs> especially where they live. Uh, Tommy, you, you've given us your main strategy. Uh, oh, that any... was my advanced. I mean, that was my maneuver. That was startup maneuver. But my other big tr- trick that sounds make makes sound insidious, hmm. creepy. Yeah. But my my technique. My tactic. <laughs> That's worse. <laughs> when you're going to war with the other sex, <laughs> the battlefield, the, plan, the battle plan never survives contact with the enemy. <laughs> I always thought the fun was never, ever say anything. Like Everybody gets worn down with what's your job, uh, you know, how'd you grow up, mm-hmm. uh, just, and even like boring stuff like what's your favorite movie, what's your favorite color. You know, just, is, is there anything left? No. That's what I mean, and just just in, like don't even talk about them. Like I, that's what I mean. You would make fun of the guy that I would. That would be my opening maneuver. I would to make fun of the guy that just tried to yep, hit on yep, her, yeah, mm. and then get a drink, and then just make fun of somebody else. Oh, so mock. So other now we're talking, users. but we're not talking about each other. We're not oh, giving okay. each other anything. <laughs> other, other, yeah. you know, personality. You it doesn't just, have to be rude. I'd be like that guy isn't wearing nothing but gray. And you'd be like, <laughs> how do you how how much. How much do you think that guy plays basketball? I bet he plays basketball. <laughs> he looks like he don't know a pickup game. I'm guessing a guard from his Tommy, height. can you stop, please? Because <laughs> <laughs> we all we all fancy a date I with just, you. I've just, I've just blocked out all of my calendar for the rest of the year. The key, my point is, the key is don't. The pro, almost everything that I'm hearing from <laughs> Rebecca is that all men come off desperate and needy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, and this is, I don't want to give away anything. They are desperate, desperate. Yeah. and, and needy. needy. Yeah. And the more you appear that, the less you are going oh. to get anywhere. So don't even act like I'm... It just happens that I'm now talking to you. Yeah. But we're talking about other no. things. I'm not asking yeah. you about you. What do you think about the flock wallpaper in yeah. this establishment, for instance? Yeah, Crazy. exactly. But I, and I don't... And not even that. That may instill like a perfect... I, would even, I don't need her opinion. I would just make my opinion. Oh, man, the tapestry in the Grand Hall of Parliament. That's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> do you think they need it? Do you think they, like, cuddle underneath it when they're sad? Just get underneath the big blanket? <laughs> Yeah, you know, just little, yeah. just, just shitty, yeah. shit, 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 and if just walk like away, to, and if, then like, and walk away, and then they, like so, and then they, and then they, they're so bewildered by you. Cruise by about five minutes. Where did that guy? And then you're reading those old, you know, the old magazines we used to read on the trains yeah. and commuting and everything, and it'd be like the guy on the train to Penrith. The, uh, mm, 8 that was 8.42. That was that you? <laughs> At 8.42 a.m. of the red shirt. <laughs> Contact me. I feel like you're a pickup artist, but of the surrealist movement. <laughs> <laughs> and all the chairs of the bar you sit on are on the ceiling. It's really weird. Exactly. Uh, who were the winners and losers of this week? Uh, James Colley. Uh, I would say the losers were anyone who attended the Red Hot Chili Peppers concert last night, who seemed to got terrible reviews, was in the paper, say people really hate it. And the winner is me, who also attended that concert, but I am so casual a fan, I can't tell a good Chili Peppers ah. performance from a bad one. I had a fantastic 
big you time. You thought <laughs> Reviewers all get two stars from James. Collie, winners and losers. Rebecca. Uh, my winners this week are all of those who were lucky enough to watch the episode of the series The Last of Us, who got mm, to watch yeah. episode three with Nick Offerman and the beautiful Murray Bartlett. Mm-hmm. Wow. What an episode of television. One of, the, one of the great bits of television ever. That's Absolutely right. I was watching ABC iView, but I understand that it was beautiful. <laughs> it was beautiful. And and my loser. Uh, sorry, a theory this yeah. week, you have to be Australian to be able to say Murray Bartlett's name correctly. Mm. I, I oh, agree yeah. with it. Because Americans Mazza say Bazza. Murray. Yeah. There's like an O in there, yeah, Murray. Yeah. Oh, you mean Murray Bartlett. Yeah, Murray. <laughs> Murray. Murray. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's Murray. And, and, the, uh, and my loser? losers is me. I've reached the age where I'm now at that age where I say I had a bit of a fall. <laughs> I had a bit of a fall on my way here this wait, afternoon. Wait, do you mean, are, is this American? Are you, you've had an autumn? <laughs> yeah, I had a bit of an autumn. I uh, can't wait for spring. I literally <laughs> fell over on the way here. I have a grazed knee that is killing me, but I'm of that age now. No, you just, you just, you just fell over. Tommy. Uh, <laughs> the state's surreal. Uh, I think the winner this week is Montana, the great big northern state in America, who a Chinese balloon has been tacking over, and America was going to possibly shoot it down, but in what I can only extrapolate means that Montana finally has some people in it. (laughs) They decided not to because they were afraid that the debris might hit something and hurt them, which is weird. Hooray from Montana. Montana has six people in it when I left. It's really really population. done, Montana. Right up to 12. Uh, Please thank Tommy Dean, Rebecca De Unamuno and James Colley. Next week, Tommy will be back with Alice Fraser and Gary Eck. Music from Baby Et Lulu. Until then, I'm Richard Glover. Thank God it's Friday. What did he see?